Welcome to the CareerCast. I'm excited to have Catherine Clark, head of Salesforce Military and Trailhead Coach, as our guest. Catherine shares her remarkable career journey, including her decision to give back to the military community and her experience as a military spouse. We also explore the benefits of attending Salesforce events, how to blend past experience with a career in Salesforce, and what companies can do to better support their military employees. If you find value in this episode, please consider following and don't forget about our YouTube channel. Enjoy. Your military spouse, um, Uh, and you don't have a background in like IT, you didn't, you don't have a bachelor's in uh, the many. No formal training in (laughs) technology. No. Um, Yeah. Happy to go into the winding road that it took to get there. And I think, you know, when people look at careers, a lot of people do have winding roads and it's not as linear as maybe we would expect or hope when, you know, we do set off on a mission to accomplish a career goal. Um, Sometimes it is a winding path. So, you know, something I think, you know, my story and the story of other trailblazers gives is hope to folks who um, maybe are on a winding path then they can't quite see around the next corner. Um, I was definitely in that spot. Um, so you are correct. I'm a military spouse, um, got married about 13 years ago. Uh, my husband's active duty Navy. And, you know, I knew just enough about it, about that lifestyle, but, you know, until somebody goes through something like that, or actually lives the life and the repercussions of the daily decisions that are made, um, it is hard to know fully what the impact will have on a person, a family, a career. And it certainly had an effect on my career. Um, We've moved probably six times. Um, And if you can imagine moving locations and needing to resign from a role, move to a location where you don't have a network built at all, um, and sometimes with extremely short notice, um, you know, needing to get settled and then needing to find a career. Um, I tell people I never had a career previous to this. I just had a series of bad jobs because it was just whatever you could find and whatever I could get. So um, long story short, uh, when we were stationed in Hawaii, I did start working as a government contractor um, training active duty military and helping them with transition, helping them with returning home from deployment or preparing to leave for deployment. And that's when I really kind of got started in the you know, that my professional career was in giving back to the to the military community or providing some type of support to the military community. Um, so after I had to quit that job, unfortunately, when we left Hawaii, um, I knew I need to find something that's very marketable, that's very in demand, and technology is the first place I looked. So um, luckily, with the help of Google and the words like free in-demand training. I came across what was once known as VetForce and now Salesforce Military. So I actually went through the program myself like eight years ago and um, did the journey that so many other trailblazers have done, which is doubted I could even do it. Um, You know, jumped on trailhead, um, got my certification. I had to volunteer to get some experience slowly but surely. started working on the ecosystem and then was hired on five years ago this month to work on the Salesforce military team. Um, going back to Hawaii, when you got that government job is what um, kind of made you 
you said something kind of went off in your head about giving back is I always say it's kind of a responsibility to um, people that have kind of found a way post-military. So veterans, mill spouses uh, to kind of help, you know, turn around and help people do uh, make it out. Did you kind of feel that same way or was it kind of the infancy of, you know, that, that mindset? It was definitely the beginning of it. And I think that, you know, I definitely was interested in the job because of the day-to-day interactions with the military community and helping, but it was actually after probably six months on the job and meeting so many different types of people and situations that people are going through who are in the military that really opened my eyes to what it's like for someone to serve and what impacts that it has on somebody's life, family, and career options after the military. So even though I was living the life of a military spouse, it wasn't until that job that I really saw the depth and the breadth of, um, let's say, opportunities to help out. Do you have any stories you could share about maybe something that you went through? Do you just go into your boss's office? It's like, uh, you knew this day was coming, so I kind of got to leave. And he's like, I knew it. And then when you get to your next job, they're like, oh, your military spouse. I don't know if we have anything for you. Is that, is that how it goes? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's definitely a common theme um, that we hear day in and day out that um, it's very evident from the, from the resume when a hiring manager receives the resume, that this resume looks different and that the things that look different are potentially to them red flags of like, why is this different? Why are there so many cities? Why are there so frequent changes between jobs. And so that's something that, you know, definitely Salesforce tries to help with. We have a module on Trailhead, um, both for hiring veterans and for hiring military spouses. So two separate uh, modules on Trailhead that really talks through, here's why a resume looks different. Um, Here's why an interview might be slightly different. Here's how you can ask questions to a veteran or military spouse to further understand you know, their career path previous um, to their new job and their new industry. So it's definitely um, a joint effort for the veteran and military spouse to prepare to speak to an employer and really present the value add that they're going to bring to the company. And then some of the onus is on hiring managers to understand this diverse population. We encourage companies to use the modules, you know, they can send them to their recruiting teams so that they can further learn about this talent pool that's largely untapped. So, you know, to be able mm-hmm. to understand this talent pool that's available is really, it gives a company a leg up um, to have access to this talent pool, to know how to recruit them, how to retain them. Um, that, you know, I, yeah, I, we definitely encourage folks to share that module, even if it's not related to Salesforce. Yeah, going through the program, Salesforce Military, uh, it's like guided, um, and then you get a voucher at the end of it uh, so you can sit for your exam once you pass the X amount of modules. Trailhead Coach is similar, but it's open to everybody. Yes, happy to explain that. Um, so Salesforce Military had been and is continues to be so successful in providing this democratized access um, to these training careers or to these careers, to the training that leads to the careers and providing some of those resources. Um, When somebody has that imposter syndrome about maybe I can't do this career, can I even, you know, land a job? By removing as many barriers as we can, 
um, people do kind of opt in to take the next step. So by providing access um, to those vouchers, to retake vouchers, um, to automatic interviews and career discussions with employers, we saw the value and we immediately said, we can offer this to more people. Um, everything is in place. We run the product completely on Salesforce. It's uh, that milestone-based learning journey like you mentioned. Um, so over the past two years, we've prepared um, this new version, which is Trailhead Coach. And to your point, it is open to more people. So the first group that's in there right now, um, so that first uh, you know, group of folks in, in Coach are workforce development organization alumni or current participants. So if you're a part of the work, a workforce development org, if you're going through, you know, Climb Higher or Blue Road Academy, you have access to coach to then get the free vouchers for all of these exams, retake vouchers and access to those automatic interviews. Um, and, you know, on our roadmap is definitely how do we roll this out to more audiences, but definitely for this first group, it's um, let's get those talented, untapped talent and diverse talent pools onto coach and, you know, get them skilled up and ready for this job. You've been, you got, you said you've been working on this for two years. Yes. So it did take about a year to get the product completely ready um, and go through beta testing. And we had beta testers um, or pilot users on there for a year. So we had nearly a thousand people on there for over a year prior to launching this at Trailhead DX 2023. Um, so we knew, you know, it works, it works as intended, um, was able to fix any bugs that any product people out there knows, um, you know, always get those beta testers in there. And we knew it's ready, you know, it's ready for that big group of people. So that's what took the two years. And we were just so confident that we, when we launched it, that it's ready to go from day one. You said tester and it, it, it's a trigger in my brain. So now I'm going to ask you about testing Yes. because testing was my first job in the Salesforce ecosystem. Mm -hmm. I find very few modules on software testing. Can we get those added or what's up with that? <laughs> um, I like that. So um, anytime, yeah, you see a gap in, in content and, um, uh, like a possibility for adding useful content. I think it's useful definitely to bring it up to folks on Trailhead um, or at Salesforce because uh, we're so close to the work that we can let those people know. So the content team that has that roadmap of content, you know, it's worth always voicing it so that it can be on their radar that this is a desired and missing piece of content. Yeah, Salesforce, the customer service, I guess, I don't, I don't consider them customer service, I guess, because I don't view it as like, a product that I've bought and I'm reaching out, but it's like you, Salesforce is, especially Salesforce military, you put in a support ticket and it's just like, I feel like someone's sitting there waiting. <laughs> oh, there's Frank again. Um, got another question. One of the benefits, honestly, of Salesforce military and trailhead coach is um, that it's this great team that's dedicated specifically to this audience and specifically to these programs. Um, that are ready to help. So we do have our own personal service, uh, customer service. So when you do log a support ticket, you're right. Um, it's somebody on my team who's out there just ready, ready to help. You you talked about Trailhead Coach. Are there any new initiatives you guys are currently working on that you can share? Uh, things that may be coming out? Uh, well, World Tour is coming up um, next week. Um, is there anything being launched during that or in the coming months? 
I would say possibly to look out. out for Dreamforce. And if you're a job seeker, um, have that hire me button on. And um, that's probably all I can say. Oh, man. I'm going to have to clip this and will be my uh, LinkedIn short. <laughs> <laughs> if someone's new into the ecosystem, brand new, and they, to your point, imposter syndrome, can they gain something from World Tour if they go? I highly encourage people to attend any local Salesforce event, um, especially things like World Tour. Um, they're very, you know, easy to engage with. They're free. They're usually one day um, versus a longer conference. Um, so it's kind of dipping your toe into the world of these major Salesforce events. Um, so what's great about it is really kind of seeing it in person um, that, you know, this is what Salesforce is about. This is what the ecosystem looks like. And if you do some just light networking, um, you know, some people, uh, especially who are new maybe to switching careers or new to networking, um, it scares them a little bit, which is fine. Um, but what's easy networking is, you know, if you're sitting waiting for a session or if you're waiting in line for food or a session is just, you know, hey, how are you? Do you live here? And doing that light networking and just hearing who's all here? Are these customers? Are they partners? Are they users? How do they use Salesforce? Um, you know, you can even ask like, oh, what products do you use? I think even just having those introductory conversations and questions is really enlightening. Um, so we actually have a group of military trailblazers coming to World Tour DC. Some of them are brand new. Um, somebody posted in the community saying, hey, I'm thinking about going to this. Is anyone else? And there was a big thread um, of people replying said, I thought about it too. And so I instantly engaged and I said, oh my gosh, please come join us. There is a network here waiting for you that you can tap into. And so that's kind of my last point about it is there usually are um, like meetup groups or trailblazer community sessions that that's a very easy thing to attend and meet folks and kind of find that first tribe um, to get connected into. Yeah. <clears throat> from personal experience, I think going to my first world tour, which was actually DC also, um, made uh, Dreamforce a lot easier. I read something. There's like just under 200,000 people like that go to Dreamforce and it it's insane. Um, so I, I definitely, to your point about dipping your toe in, I would recommend going to these events. Salesforce Saturdays. Um, I had Stephanie Herrera on the show. She like that, how that came about. And again, going back to the Salesforce community, it's just so um, it's all about helping others. And, you know, it's like, Hey, I'm doing this. Is anybody, again, you just mentioned it, the thread where someone's like, Hey, I was thinking about going to this. And it's just like nonstop, like, Oh, you're going, I would love to go. You let's meet up. Um, I would say for Trailblazer community groups um, and those, you know, Salesforce Saturday, any type of meetups that you can find in your local area. Um, a couple things I want to mention. The first one is folks who are new to the ecosystem. If you're brand new, go to those events. Like you don't have to have your first job. You don't have to have 10 certs. You can be still that person dipping your toe in the trailhead and kind of figuring out if this is the path for you. Um, that's going to provide a great network 
um, some clarifying conversations and to learn more about the different career paths and how different companies use it. And I like to tell people those are usually a fantastic way to find local jobs that maybe aren't even posted online. Uh, you know, hmm. common um, statistic is that uh, most jobs are found through networking and through people you know, rather than applying online. So um, building that network in your local area is a great way to find your first job or find a promotion. And then the second thing about the community groups, um, locally especially, is when we hear from veterans and military spouses about community, um, it seems to be a very large part of what they look for. Um, so veterans who have transitioned out of service, um, typically I've heard them say, you know, I really felt like I lost that community, that sense of identity, that just built-in network. And that's what you get with the Trailblazer community. Uh, there's just a group of folks ready, you know, to kind of in, like welcome you into the fold um, for you to be a part of it, for you to learn from, for you to always have somebody to turn to and ask a career question, or maybe it's like a technical question. There's just always somebody who's ready to answer, ready to meet up or, you know, do trailhead modules together. And then military spouses, when you move, um, look into those trailblazer community groups in your local area, because we talked about not having that network and it kind of is an instant network. Um, if you move to an area, find your closest community group or Salesforce Saturday and, you know, show up and start meeting folks in your local area. Yeah, I would say the networking piece, the community, you know, you touched on, uh, especially for veterans and mill spouses, kind of um, like finding a new tribe to kind of be with uh, is very important. Um, and on, I don't know how Salesforce did it. Uh, that would be something for Salesforce Plus. Uh, look into the story of how Salesforce created such a strong community. Um, the vastness of the products and features and the you know frequent releases there's always a new product or a new use case that maybe you know you haven't come across and so that is again the beauty of the network is that you can ask like hey i'm working with this company that wants to use this specific feature in this specific way is anyone has anyone done this before that can give advice or my favorite is um always googling certain formulas um because there are folks out there that are just so good at formula writing and that, you know, give back to the community with always answer those, answering those questions. Um, when I got started, you know, Steve Mo was always the one in the community group, just always answering um, those formula questions and the amount of efficiency you gain from somebody helping you. But then there is that just not expectation, but, um, that precedent set in the community of, oh, this person helped me out. I've got to help the next person out. Or, mm. um, you know, I was able to land this incredible career because somebody helped me and now I need to go help somebody else. So, you know, you mentioned how Salesforce made the community. Um, I think, you know, 10 years ago or longer when a real effort by Salesforce was being put into the community, not a lot of companies were doing it. Um, so when I was hired into my first role at Salesforce, a large part of my role was that community management aspect and community management wasn't really a known or like well-trodden career path at the time. And now you can find a lot more 
content on uh, community management careers, but it really is, um, you know, investing in the community, having people there to help to answer questions. Um, so it's really, it was pretty much just the investment of Salesforce into shaping that community that really made a difference. How do you guys deal with companies or talk to companies? Maybe there's a module on it uh, about dealing with, not dealing sounds negative, um, working with <laughs> working with the military community, um, you know, as their first job, it can be daunting, stuff like that. Um, yeah, there's a few different ways to approach it. Um, the first one is uh, a lot of companies have employee resource groups and they might be called something mm -hmm. a little bit different at each company, but basically it's um, a group of people from a similar background or a similar uh, lifestyle that they say, you know, I want to get together with these folks at work so that I can find a kind of like a home at work, find people who I can either volunteer with or talk to about hard things. And so veterans groups are very popular um, at these large organizations. Um, I've been on, you know, uh, webinars with like veterans at Google and we have um, it's VetForce internally at Salesforce, our employee resource groups with thousands of people. So that's the first way a company can really help with uh, nurturing their employees and helping with retention too, is helping them find that community at work. It goes back to that, you know, connection piece that we were talking about. Um, so there's lots of content out there in general about employee resource groups. Um, but then it is also the retention aspect of figuring out what are the different types of people that work for a company and what might they need? Um, you know, as a manager, I've always learned and been told that you can't manage every person the same exact way. You have to be a different manager for each person. And it's kind of the same thing of like each affinity group, what might this group need um, to be happy in their role, to grow in their role and to thrive? And so I would say that we provide some of that content on that trailhead module about retention of veterans and spouses that might be helpful. What did you get out of participating in Salesforce Military and the Trailblazer community? How did it impact your career? So the biggest thing for me was community and it also gave me um, purpose, right? It, it led me down um, a path where I was like, I, I enjoy creating things on the platform. Like I truly like figuring out uh, solving problems. I was doing a call the other day and I had like finally figured this thing out. And they were, I was like, this is like the greatest. And the, the client was like, do you think this is fun? And I was like, I love this. <laughs> like getting, uh, being able to work on something, uh, solution, something I, I've, you know, fell in love with that. And then also it led to the podcast. So, um, you know, I guess you could say overall what I got out of the program was, you know, finding my path, you know, which is tough to do, especially if you're a veteran, mill spouse, you bounce around. Uh, I always tell people you don't have to do what you did in the military on the civilian side. You know, you could do a 180. Um, yeah. I, you know, when thinking about people transitioning into this industry, um, especially brand new people who, you know, were, were doing something previously and maybe they don't want to do exactly what they did before. So, um, for instance, um, there's a career cohort going on um, provided through Salesforce for, it's called Healthcare Heroes. And it's people who are transitioning out of healthcare and they are interested in, in the tech side and maybe, you know, understanding what their career options are. 
And so anytime I talk to people about transitioning into tech, I say, you know, what were you doing before? Like, do you, were you in an industry? Was it retail? Was it healthcare? Was it teaching? You know, what is there like a common thread throughout your roles? And I can almost always match it to either an industry that uses Salesforce or a specific cloud. So mm. right now the, the education summit's going on um, with Salesforce. If somebody, you know, was a teacher, if they were administrator at a school, um, think about the value they would bring to those co customer conversations when trying to translate what the customer needs. So if let's say it's a university wanting to implement Salesforce and the developers and the people implementing the product, having that talent, that person in the middle that can speak both languages is incredible because I can learn Salesforce all day long. I probably can't go back and learn the healthcare side of things to be able to be that person. And certainly if you stick to an industry like Lane and Salesforce, you will, you'll pick up the vernacular, you'll understand their common problems. Um, but instantly that person is bringing value to an employer. Um, so I always say like, don't use whiteout on your resume below your Salesforce certification. Explain to the employer or to the hiring manager what that previous industry experience will bring to their company. Mm. That's a good resume tip. Focus on the industry. Um, maybe <clears throat> less so on like individual bullet points, you know, have something in there about the industry that you worked in, not just, um, you know, X, Y, Z. Being able to say that you understand, you know, the, the processes and common, uh, like digital roadblocks for a specific industry, I think is, is great because you don't have to go into, you know, specific detail on necessarily things you've built on Salesforce for that. You can simply mm -hmm. say, I know this industry. I have a background in this industry. Um, one of my favorite stories, um, Sierra Skiles, she um, was living mm -hmm. in Japan at the time as a military spouse, went to a Hiring Our Heroes event, heard about Salesforce. She was a manager of a retail store at the time and was looking to transition out of retail. And, you know, she had that same epiphany of I'm bringing this Palmer side of an industry into these conversations that maybe other people don't have. So she was able to kind of lean into that and how that made her um, a valuable prospect for a company to hire her. Now she has That's a great all. career. Yeah. Sierra's cool. Um, yeah. Thanks for joining the show. Uh, look forward to seeing you at DC. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me.